Hello, 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 and welcome to the very first episode of Samuels vs. Schlanger, Football, Fantasy, and Other Sports. I'm Leighton Samuels. I'm your host. If I sound excited, it's because I am. This is my podcast. I've been wanting to do this for a long time. Everyone else is starting their own podcast in this pandemic. I figured why not. I might as well. I love sports. I love talking sports. Uh, And this is a platform for me to do that. And you all can listen if you want. I hope you do. Um, Samuels vs. Schlanger is a kind of debate show. We got two loud, conflicting personalities arguing about various topics that often include football, fantasy, and other sports. Uh, I am, I'm a big baseball fan, um, so we'll probably be bringing some of that in as well. Uh, big thing about fantasy is, is I, I love it. I've been playing fantasy football for 10 years. I am in a fantasy baseball league for the first time this year. I know it shows a great season, 60 whole games, gonna, gonna be a long season. Uh, but I am excited because I just won, I finally won my first game. It took, it took me three weeks to do it, but I, uh, I, I have like five of, five of my six top draft picks are all on the IL, so it's been a lot of bad luck. Now, you can make that excuse, but I, honestly, bro, like, uh, all you're doing is complaining at this point, and nobody cares how many of your players are on the IL. Honestly, nobody cares about your fantasy teams, so I don't know why you're talking about it. So... This is a two-person podcast, as the name suggests, and it is very hard to find guests in a pandemic to come over to my apartment and talk sports with me. And my girlfriend, uh, she didn't, she has no interest in doing that. But she, she's a she's a sommelier. She brings great wine into the apartment, so I'm, 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 yeah, I'm set. Uh, but for this reason, I am stuck with this guy as my co-host i mean that's awfully generous i don't even want to be here uh this this is the premise this is the premise of the podcast so uh listeners if you <laughs> if you want to hear a guy talk to himself for uh for half an hour then uh yeah you're in the right place but uh i i I'd, I'd understand if you went if you left thank you for the vote of confidence schlanger samuels <laughs> Great. So let's uh, let's go ahead and dive in. I want to start arguing with this uh, with this guy. You're you're complete trash. I don't care what you do. This is the drop. This is the drop. This is the drop. Samuels versus Schlanger. Oh, this is gonna be brutal. And that's our drop. This is the debate section. Can you can you just can you defend that drop? I don't. I don't need to defend the drop. You, you claim that this is a professional podcast, and that's the drop you come up with. I never claimed to be a sound designer. Well, you should fire yourself. I'm not going to fire myself. The first topic of our very first episode is the one, the only, the GOAT, Tom Brady. He has won six Super Bowls. He's been to nine Super Bowls. He started the New England Patriots dynasty, and I think... I really, truly believe he just ended the New England Patriots dynasty by leaving for a new team, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and coach Bruce Arians. I'm excited about this. What what could you possibly be excited about? He went from the greatest team in football to, well, 
not the worst team because well the the Cleveland Browns exist. The, the Browns were not bad last year. You can't just keep crapping on them. Oh, you were about to say another word. Are we not allowed to curse on this podcast? No, we're not. We're not going to be cursing on this podcast. Tom Brady went to uh, that's yeah. He went to a worse team, but he went to a team with actually way more offensive weapons than the Patriots have seen since probably since the Randy Moss days. And Tom Brady thrives when he has weapons. I mean, he has Chris Godwin. He has Mike Evans. He has O.J. Howard. Heck, he has a healthy Rob Gronkowski. Bruce Arians just said that, that Gronk is looking like the Gronk from a couple years ago. The Gronk from a couple years ago is, is washed up, just like Tom Brady. Gronk hasn't been Gronk. Since 2016. 26, 20, wow, 2016 was more than a couple years ago. That said, Tom Brady is solid with weapons. If we're going to jump to a fantasy stat already, which I love and I want to, all five seasons that Brady had Gronk for 14 or more games in the regular season, he was a top 10 quarterback. In four of those five seasons, he was a top five quarterback, ranking three, four, two, and three in 2010, 2011, 2015, and 2017. It was just 2014, he was a lowly quarterback eight. Tom Brady is going to feast this year, and he's not being drafted like, like he's going to be feasting this year. You are quoting stats from literally a decade ago. Tom Brady is 43 years old. He's not the guy that he used to be. You saw the decline under the greatest head coach of all time in Bill Belichick. I'm not arguing that he's, that he's under a better situation as a football team than Bill Belichick. I, I, I don't think that Bruce Arians is a better coach than Bill Belichick. But I think Bruce Arians is going to be a much better coach to watch Tom Brady be classic Tom Brady. I mean, Bruce Arians... In, the, in his last three years coaching, in pass attempts, was ranked 5, 18, and 2017, and ranked 2. He was ranked number 2 last year in pass attempts. Well, and that was, that was Jameis. That was Jameis' uh, big thing. And the only reason why he was ranked so low in 20, uh, 2017 is because he, he had a Carson Palmer in his final year, and he had Drew Stanton coming in because Palmer got injured. And, and you're talking about a coach who revived... Carson Palmer's career when he went to Arizona. Carson Palmer was done in Cincinnati. People thought his career was over. Went to Arizona under Bruce Arians, revived his career, and I think the exact same thing is going to happen this year. You, you, you're acting like, like Tom Brady didn't throw the ball that much last year. You're talking like Bruce Arians is going to just unleash Tom Brady. Tom Brady was already unleashed. Jameis Winston was the number five quarterback in fantasy last year, sure. He only had 17 more pass attempts than Tom Brady. Tom Brady's already slinging the ball in his final year with the New England Patriots. Tom Brady finished quarterback number 12. That is, and you can't even say that Jameis Winston is a better quarterback because he, my God, he lost his job this year. That's how bad he was. Tom Brady could not do better in half a game's worth of, of, of pass attempts than Jameis Winston. And, and it wasn't even close. But Tom Brady has weapons now. And he is better than Jameis Winston. And Jameis Winston finished number five. You, you are proving my point for me. 
it, it doesn't matter. Tom Brady will not be the same quarterback as he was now under Bruce Arians as he was under Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick is just objectively a better coach. And, and Bill Belichick was made a better coach because of how great Tom Brady is. You know, you, so uh, let's look at Super Bowls, okay? Because I would argue that the Super Bowl is the most coach-dependent game of the season. The coach has two, two weeks to game plan. He knows the strengths and weaknesses of his team. He knows the strengths and weaknesses of the opposing team. And you know Bill Belichick is game planning every minutia, minutia, every minute detail and putting it into effect. In 2001 and in 2018, his first and his last Super Bowl, Tom Brady had a quarterback rating of 86 and 71 and he won a Super Bowl. Those are sub, that, that is a subpar quarterback. And that's two of his six Super Bowls. You look at the other four Super Bowls, fine. He has, he has three, uh, three quarterback ratings over 100, but two of those are 100 and 101. You know who had a quarterback rating of 102 last year? Jimmy Garoppolo. You know who had a quarterback rating of 100 last year? Derek Carr. Derek Carr. People want Derek Carr out of Oakland, out of, uh, gosh, they're in Las Vegas now. People wanted Derek Carr to lose his job in Vegas, and he had a quarterback rating of 100. Tom Brady had to play as well as Derek Carr to win Super Bowls with Bill Belichick. That is Bill Belichick's win. You're talking like you can separate the, the, the success of Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. I'm not arguing that Tom Brady wasn't amazing under Bill Belichick. I'm not arguing that Bill Belichick made Tom Brady better. What I am arguing is that we are going to have a lot of fun watching Tom Brady under Bruce Arians' pass-happy offense try to prove to the world that he does not need Bill Belichick. And right now, he's, he's the number seven quarterback off the draft board right now, ADP-wise on ESPN. He's, his average pick is, is 75, so he's going in the eighth round uh, between Dak Prescott and Drew Brees. I think that Tom Brady, with the weapons that he has, I mean, just like in his best years with Gronk, he is going to be a top five QB. And I think, I think he's decent value. At, uh, and, I, and I generally wait on quarterback in, in these drafts. I think he's decent value in, in the eighth round. And I think I can get Daniel Jones as the, he's, his average pick is 146. I will take Daniel Jones in the 15th round to get more points than Tom freaking Brady, than washed up Tom freaking Brady. And you can do that. And I'm going to beat you in this fantasy league that we don't have. But we will talk more about fantasy in just a bit. We're going to take a little break and have a live read from our first episode sponsors. Here we go. Have you ever looked at your electric bill and wondered, man, why is it so high? It can only be one thing. Your refrigerator light is on all the time. There's no reason for it to be on when the door is closed, but who's going to turn it off when the switch is inside the fridge? That's where we come in. At Helpers, we send in our expert technicians to live inside your fridge and turn that light off for you. No more high electric bills, no more warm butter from storing it on the top shelf right next to that light. Just a normal guy living in your refrigerator next to the hummus, turning off the light every time you shut the door. 
The best part is, with the, como, with the promo code SVSFFF, you can get $20 off your first yearly subscription. That's promo code SVSFFF for $20 off. Refriger helpers, we live in your fridge. That's the one. That's the refriger helpers. <laughs> can you not make fun of our first episode sponsor? They are generously. No, I'm not. I'm not making fun of anybody. I use uh, refriger helpers. They, I, I got uh, Timothy right in my fridge right now, guarding my. Uh, he's guarding the asparagus. They don't guard your vegetables. They turn off the light for you. That's even even better. I. Can we just fantasy football? Uh, we're gonna start talking some sleepers and potential breakout. Can oh 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 you're hosting? You're hosting now? Well, you're talking about fine. You host. No, <laughs> no, I'm actually no. It's gonna be more fun if you do this. All right, then I'll then I'll do it. Fantasy football value draft picks is what we're looking at. Um, gonna look at the guys who either are going undrafted or are maybe going in the second half of the draft who I really think will contribute value to your team in a big way. Like these could be potential league winners based on the situation that they're in and the value at which you can pick them up in your drafts. So first off, you have you have your guy? You want to start with your guy? Um, yes, I, I do. Thank you so much for that. That was good job, me. No, it's can we not talk about the fact that we're the same person every single time it comes up? Fine, you're right. It's gonna get old very fast, even faster than it already is. Justin Jefferson is my guy. The Minnesota Vikings, first round pick, new rookie. Uh, this kid is, is an insane talent. If you look at his time at LSU, uh, he had, in his last year there, he had 111 receptions for 1,540 yards. That is averaging 13.9 yards per catch out of the slot. This is a kid who will catch the ball, you know, sometimes four or five yards from the line of scrimmage and just go with it. He is, he is quick. He has great hands. And as you as you know, uh, Stefan Diggs has left us. At, 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 well, he hasn't left us because I'm not I'm not one of the Minnesota Vikings. Um, and he's not dead. He's just in Buffalo with Josh Allen as his quarterback. Uh, you can draw your own conclusions. That, well, well, actually, um, and the, I, well, no, no, I'm gonna interrupt you here because Josh Allen. I don't know if you heard this. Josh Allen said uh, to the media that he wants to run less this year. And I'm, and I'm sorry, this has nothing to do, absolutely nothing to do with the topic that we're on. But Josh Allen said he wants to run less. At this point in drafts, Josh Allen is going as a top five, a top six QB. Sure, he finished last year as a top five QB, but you do not draft the most, one of the most inaccurate downfield throwers in the game especially when he got so much of his value running the ball, getting touchdowns with his legs. Do not draft this guy as a top-five quarterback. That is all. Stefan Diggs is great, though, but probably not at value based on where he is in the draft. Anyway, back to you. Thank you. That was some wonderful insight. Um... So back to Justin Jefferson and the Minnesota Vikings, where there is a vacancy and a lot of targets to pick up. 
Adam Thielen, still a stud. With Stefan Diggs gone, he's going to be pushed to the outside. That leaves room for Justin Jefferson to take over the slot role, especially in three wide receiver sets. And, and I'm glad you brought that up because why Minnesota ran last year three wide receiver sets only 20% of the time. So why, why in the Lord's sweet name are you saying that Justin Jefferson can actually return value, especially when he's not the number two wide receiver right now in Minnesota? If you look at training camp, Ola B.C. Johnson, and I'm I'm so sorry, Mr. Johnson, if I am mispronouncing your name, I don't have the resources here to tell me exactly how to pronounce your name. It's a beautiful name. Um, but he, he, this man, Mr. Johnson, Mr. Mr. Olabisi Johnson is a, is a stud in training camp from, from everything that's saying and from every, everything that the media is saying. And he has the clear path to be the number two wide receiver. So Justin Jefferson's on the field 20% of the time. He, Justin Jefferson is too talented to stay behind Olabisi Johnson. If you look at Johnson's work last year, he actually did have and, and he's a he was a seventh round pick last year. He did start six games last year. In five of those six games, he didn't get more than four targets, which means he he wasn't separating himself enough from defenders to get Kirk Cousins to throw him the ball. In the one game that he had more than four targets, he got nine targets, which is great. What did he do with those targets? Six receptions, 35 yards zero touchdowns. That is 5.83 yards per reception. I, I just mentioned how Justin Jefferson was double that a year ago. In college, in college, that is not the NFL, but it is the SEC, and the SEC defenses are historically good. This was against teams like Alabama. This was against teams like Florida. These are great teams and great defenses, and of course they're not NFL-quality defenses, but Justin Jefferson, the reason why he's number three behind uh, Mr. Johnson, as you said, there was no rookie training camp. There were no OTAs. It's going to take a little bit of extra time for him to get accustomed to the Minnesota offense. And uh, offensive coordinator Gary Kubiak knows this. Justin Jefferson is too talented to stay behind uh, and I'm not saying that, I'm not saying, you're drafting him in like the 14th round, um, maybe before your kickers in defense, which please, it is impossible to predict the best defense in the country, or who's going to be the best defense in the league. Do not, do not reach for defenses in like the 12th or 13th round. It's not going to go well for you. Or it might, but it'll be luck. Anyway, the last round before you choose your defense and kickers, ideally, you can pick up Justin Jefferson, and I... By halfway through the season, at the latest, he's going to have that number two wide receiver role. He's going to be on the field for 90 plus percent of the snaps. And he's he's going to be taking, a, like, when when uh, when Adam Thielen was in the slot uh, two years ago, he, 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 was, he had, was dealing with some injuries last year. When Adam Thielen was in the slot two, two seasons ago, he ended as the number seven wide receiver in fantasy. He scored nine touchdowns. The slot receiver in Minnesota gets the job done, and Kirk Cousins looks to him. So, so that's your guy, Justin Jefferson. Insane value, 
very late in the draft. You won't have to spend any draft capital on him. Well, that's that's nice and all. Um, but a rookie isn't going to set himself apart. He's not going to have the opportunity to set himself apart in the middle in the middle of the season. Like you said, there's so much going on. And I think that Minnesota wants to pound pound the ball with pound the run and use Dalvin Cook to to win games. They have a, they have a good defense. They're going to run the ball a lot. It's Gary Kubiak. Gary Kubiak loves running the ball. I do not think that Justin Jefferson is worth spending any draft picks on. And and if you see that he's about to uh, take over a starting role, most likely he'll be on the uh, he'll be in the free agent pool, and you'll just be able to pick him up. Well, and you bring up you bring up uh, uh, Dalvin Cook. Uh, speaking of value, actually, uh, Alexander Madison. Averaging going in the twelfth round in ten-team league drafts, he might have a starting role. Like Dalvin Cook still hasn't figured out his contract situation. He's also an injury risk. I don't. I don't care if you have. Um, I don't care if you have Dalvin Cook or not. If you get to the twelfth round and Alexander Madison is available, pick him up because even if you don't, you might be able to uh, to turn your twelfth round pick into uh, into a lot better prospect from a weekly fantasy standpoint if that owner of Dalvin Cook uh, wants to trade you a little something to get that handcuff. Handcuffs are important, very important, especially for running backs of the caliber and of the injury risks of Dalvin Cook. Speaking of people who uh, who are seen as the number two option, I've got one for you. Uh, Michael Gallup is going to be an absolute monster this year. Not Amari Cooper. No, 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 no. Amari Cooper's going to have a great season. I mean, the Dallas Cowboys are going to to absolutely tear the NFC apart, I think. Dak Prescott is is a great talent. Um, obviously, Ezekiel Elliott is your number two, number three pick in these drafts. Like, it's either him or Saquon. Obviously, Christian McCaffrey's going number one overall. We don't have to talk about him. He's not a value pick. He's just who you pick at number one. Get Christian McCaffrey if you have the first pick. But... Amari Cooper's going pick 31 on average. Michael Gallup is going pick 76 on average. On a points-per-game basis last year? Well, let's put it this way. Michael Gallup played 14 games last year. He had had an injury, he missed two games. He finished as wide receiver number 20. He averaged just over 15 points per game. If you take those 15 points per game, you add two more games, give him 30 points, give him a full 16-game season, he finished the season with four fewer fantasy points than Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper, who finished as the number seven uh, wide receiver in fantasy. So that makes Michael Gallup a top 10 wide receiver last year, in his second year in the league. And you can grab him in the eighth round. I mean, that... That is what I'm talking about when I say value. This could potentially be your wide receiver one on your team. If you decide to go running back heavy at the beginning, if you decide to reach and get Travis Kelsey or get George Kittle or get uh, Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson, if you want to fill out the rest of your team and you find yourself looking for your wide receiver one or wide receiver two in the eighth round, Michael Gallup is your guy. Well, what about, I was just talking about rookie wide receivers potentially making a difference, especially once they get accustomed. CeeDee Lamb is 
is and is also an insane talent who the Cowboys drafted to to fill out their wide receiver core. He's going to be taking targets from Michael Gallup, especially once you get to a certain point in the season. I I distinctly disagree for the same reason that I disagree that that Justin Jefferson is is going to be a, a fantasy rock star, as you're saying. I'm not saying he's going to be a fantasy rock star. I'm just saying he's going to return on his value in a big way. Even if he, we're not talking about Justin Jefferson anymore, we're talking about C.D. Lamb not taking over in that offense. He's 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 just he's not he's it, it is that offense centers around Dak Prescott and who he trusts and it centers around Ezekiel Elliott in a big way and you have two already and Mike McCarthy even said that that Michael Gallup is a wide receiver one in this league and Amari Cooper is also no he hasn't missed a lot of games but the guy gets injured and he's a tough guy he plays through injuries and again none of this is anything against Amari Cooper. I think if they were going in the same round, like you pick Amari Cooper, because, I mean, he's a talented, talented guy. But the eighth round versus the fourth round, you take Michael Gallup. Fair point. That's Michael Gallup in the eighth round. That's Justin Jefferson in the 14th round. That's do not draft Josh Allen. And that is pick up Alexander Madison, especially if you have Dalvin Cook, but maybe even if you don't. That's all the time we have today. Thank you so much for listening to us. This the first episode of Samuel's Voices Schlanger. That's me, Schlanger. That why am I second? Well, it's because you are. It sounds better that way. That's it. That is all the time. I'm going to let you go. We are looking to do this once a week, so keep an eye out for that. If we get a lot of views, not views, if we get a lot of listens, listens, if we get a lot of listens and a lot of shares, we're going to do this more. So listen, 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 share, 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 please. Uh, We're going to keep providing content and we're going to win you some fantasy leagues and entertain you as we do. You have anything left to say? Nope. Screw you all. I'm out of here. Thank you. Thank you. We'll, we, we will, you will hear us next week. Thanks, guys.